Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. The Braves just continue to click on all cylinders as they once again have a very impressive victory, a 6-2 win over the Minnesota Twins. And this time around, it was early and often that the Braves found success. For the first time in 20 years, for the first time in 2000, since 2003, the Braves hit five home runs, five home runs in the first two innings of Tuesday or of, of Tuesday night's game. Ronald Acuna Jr. led off the bottom of the first inning with the home run. Austin Riley, after an Aussie Albies triple, Austin Riley hit a home run. Matt Olson struck out, and then Sean Murphy hit a home run to give the Braves a 4-1 to one lead. You know, it was actually the Twins that scored first in the top of the first. But then in the second inning, Michael Harris II continued his amazing hitting as of late with another home run. And then, of course, Ronald Acuna Jr. connected for his second home run of the game. That gave the Braves six runs. That's all that needed. It was needed, and the Braves won. Six to two. Before we get into once again talking about all the great things that this Braves offense is doing, another contributing factor to this in in a matchup between a pitcher in the Minnesota Twins and Joe Ryan, who who in my opinion clearly has a good chance of making the AL All Star team. Bryce Elder once again got the job done again against good competition. Bryce Elder didn't have his best stuff. Four walks, four hits, only four strikeouts. Two earned runs on the night. So he did have a bit of struggles. Minnesota was 0 for 10 on the night with runners in scoring position. So the Twins did have some chances, but Elder did a great job of limiting the damage and he gave a quality start. For the second straight game, the Braves got a quality start out of their starting rotation following a weekend in which the bullpen was heavily utilized. And also want to give a compliment to Michael Tonkin, once again, who has been highly, highly effective as a multi-inning reliever. Two innings on the night, Giving up two hits, one strikeout, but no earned runs. Ben Heller, you know, being used 
once again, being used for the second straight night in the eighth or ninth inning, he was able to put put together a clean ninth. You know, he did give up a hit, but no earned runs. The Braves were able for a second consecutive game to not have to use a Nick Anderson or an A.J. Mentor or Rysel Iglesias, allowing for them to get needed rest. So the Braves starting rotation in competition against a combination of starters in Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan that, that, that are very, very good right-handed pitchers, the Braves' starting staff, staff between Spencer Strider and Bryce Elder matched them every step of the way, and the Braves were able to get the job done with a 6-2 to two victory. But we could talk about pitching plenty. Now, the starting staff seems to, you know, have, it seems to be getting back to the form that helped the Braves, you know, stay afloat in May. The bullpen continues to do a very good job, but make no mistake about it. The story for the Braves, the story for this season for the Braves continues to be their offense. You know, I mentioned that this Braves offense, for the first time since 2003, hit five home runs in the first two innings of a game for the first time since 2003. And that 2003 Braves lineup has always been the measuring stick, you know, of how good a Braves offense truly can be. Because that 2000 Braves lineup stands out as being arguably the best offense in franchise history. I think that it is overall, you know, production-wise. 2019 may be close to it, you know, in some categories. But 2003 has always stood out as the measuring stick of, you know, of looking to see how good a Braves offense in a certain season is. Well, this 2003 Braves offense, due to the June that, that it's having this 2023 Braves offense is competing very well with that 2003 Braves offense. And one of the biggest reasons why is because of this team's overall ability to hit home runs. The Braves now, with 146 home runs hit through 79 games, 146 home runs is the second highest amount of home runs a team has hit in the first 81 games of a season since 1901. The only time since 1901 that a Major League Baseball team has hit more home runs in the first 81 games of a season than the 2003 Atlanta Braves was actually the 2019 Minnesota Twins. The two teams since 1901 that have hit the most team home runs in the first 81 games of a single season are the Minnesota Twins with 151 in 2019 and the 2021 Atlanta Braves with 146. So it's the overall consistency of hitting the home runs that makes this offense, that, that is allowing for this Braves offense to start her, to reach historical measures. The other big thing, though, is the ability for this Braves team to hit home runs in bunches. The Braves have hit seven, or the Braves have hit five-plus home runs in seven games so far this year, that seven times in 79 games that the Braves have hit five-plus home runs in a game. That is more than any team hit last year throughout the entire 2022 season. As a matter of fact, the Braves hit five-plus home runs six times last year, and that was one of three teams that did it to lead the majors. So the Braves have already hit five-plus home runs in more games this season than any team did last year. So obviously, the, a big source of the Braves' success 
for how good their offense has been so far this year to the point that it arguably, you know, is lining up to be the Braves' most productive offensive season in franchise history and is truly lining up to be an historic offensive season for a team's lineup, the ability for the Braves to hit the home run is certainly a big source of success. But another true source of success and where the Braves are truly putting together historic production is how good they've been to start games. We'll look at that in just a moment. So it's no secret that the two biggest sources of the Braves' success offensively so far this season has number one obviously been their ability to hit home runs, but number two is their ability to pounce on teams early. Many have talked about it going on for months now. The Braves' ability to consistently produce offense, not only in the first inning, but through the first three innings of ball games, is a big reason why this Braves' offense is, a, is approaching historical numbers and why they've had such a dominant month of June. Again, 19-4 and four so far in the month of June. And it starts at the individual level for this Braves team. So far in 2023, currently, there are 12 major league players. Of all the major league players who have had at least 50 plate appearances, at least 50 first inning plate appearances, there are 12 players who have an OPS of 1,000 or higher in the first inning. Three of those 12 players are Atlanta Braves. Austin Riley, Matt Olson, and Ronald Acuna Jr. And what's even more, you know, eye-opening in my opinion, is that individual success in the first inning seems to be a very good indicator of what is leading the best teams to success in Major League Baseball. Probably, if you ask around baseball, Four of the seven best teams right now, I think in the in, in the in the opinion of many, would be the Tampa Bay Rays, Arizona Diamondbacks, Los Angeles Dodgers, and of course the Braves. Those are the only four teams that have multiple players in that group of 12 with a thousand or better OPS in the first inning. So the teams that are consistently producing in the first inning right now are among the best teams in baseball. But through the success of the Braves' best hitters in the first inning, they truly are starting to put together on a historical season in terms of early offensive production. So far this year, the Braves have a 999 OPS in the first inning. As of right now, that would be the highest single season OPS for a first inning by a team since 1901. Currently, the best OPS by a team in in the first inning throughout a single season is a 988 OPS by the St. Louis Cardinals in 2000. The Braves have a 999 OPS. Let's expand it out a bit because we talk about the success of Riley and Olsen and um, Acuna Jr. to start games, but it's also about how good the, the lineup as a whole has done in early parts of games. In terms of the first through the third inning so far this year, the Braves as a lineup have a 9.05 OPS. That is currently the highest single season OPS for a lineup in the first through the third innings since 1901. The best was the New York Yankees in 1930 with the 900. 
OPS. So I know I just threw out a lot of numbers, but the point that I'm trying to make is this. The significance of the Braves early uh, of the Braves production early in games is not just limited to the fact that it's significantly better than anybody else in the majors this season. The Braves right now are producing at a rate that would make them the best early game offense since 1901. Of any Major League Baseball team since 1901, this current Braves team is the most productive offense in terms of the first inning and in terms of the first through third innings. No other team since 1901 has produced offense early in games to the level that the Braves currently are. If that trend continues for Atlanta, it's going to be hard to see teams you know, being able to consistently beat the Braves even over short stretches. If this trend continues for Atlanta, you know, the, the other things about the Braves may not stay as elite as they currently are. But if the Braves' ability to significantly produce better than anybody else offensively in the early part of games continues, that's going to be a very, very good development for this Atlanta team, especially as their starting staff gets better and better with the return of Max Freed and Kyle Wright in time. So a great development so far in this month of June and just to start this season, but it's just amazing to see how productive this phrase offense is early in games, and right now it's on pace to be the best offense we've seen since 1901 in terms of early game production. And the hope is is that Atlanta could just continue to do that on Wednesday as the Braves will be taking on uh, the Twins in a game that starts at 1220 Eastern, 1120 Central. On the mound for the Twins will be Kenta Maida, who has not had much success so far this season. 1-4 record, 6.86 ERA. Now, naturally, with how good the Braves have done over the past two games, they're going to struggle badly against Meta. Let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. But of interest, of interest outside of the offense in this game, is who's going to be starting for the Atlanta Braves. And that is familiar name Kobe Allard. Now, Allard taking them out for the Braves on Wednesday is pretty interesting for a couple of different reasons. For one, it's obviously how Allard is now taking them out again, once again, for the Atlanta Braves. If you remember, you know, Kobe Allard was drafted by the Braves as a first-round pick, you know, nearly six, seven, eight years ago. He was he was part of that, you know, run where the Braves, you know, had the best pitching depth, you know, prospect-wise in baseball, but in time, when he eventually made the majors, you know, Allard just never really got going for the Braves in terms of, you know, in the minors or in the majors, and he actually was eventually traded for Chris Martin. He was traded for to the Rangers for Chris Martin back in 2019. Well, this past offseason, the Braves traded Jake Odorizzi to the Rangers and got Kobe Allard back in return as starting pitching depth in the minors. But of course, Kobe Allard then hit the injured list during spring training. It looked like that he could potentially be an option. You know, once Kyle Wright and Michael Soroka were having injury issues in spring training, it looked like Kobe Allard could potentially be an option for the rotation. But he unfortunately experienced an injury as well, and he has been out until the middle part of June. But he recently came back and performed for the Gwinnett Stripers, and though he didn't do anything, you know, of great significance, the Braves have decided to call him up to start 
Wednesday's game. Now, the other reason why this is interesting is because of the fact that many, including myself, anticipated that it may have been Michael Soroka who would be the one to come back to the majors to start for the Braves. Because, of course, with A.J. Smith-Shaver being sit down on Sunday so the Braves could have some depth in terms of their bullpen, many thought, and, and I think it was a legitimate thought, that Michael Soroka would be the starter on Wednesday. But instead, it's Colby Allard. And it's going to be Allard's first start for the Braves since August 17th of 2018, nearly five years since the last time that he started for the Braves. Now, I would expect the expectation for Atlanta, especially with the fact that they have done a good job of resting the major parts of their bullpen over the past few games, I would imagine the hope for Atlanta is, is if Allard can get through three or four innings, if he could, you know, in any way, shape, or form, find success navigating through the Twins lineup, you know, one and a half, two times, I think the Braves will find that successful. But it's just interesting that the Braves decided to go with Kobe Allard instead of Michael Soroka, but the hope is is that Allard can put together at least a few innings of productive pitching. The Braves can get to Maida early with some offense, and we can have a pretty easy time of getting another series sweep. So it'll be definitely interesting to see Allard once again getting a chance with the team that originally drafted him. Let's see if he perhaps can put together a successful start and can put the Braves in a position to get another series sweep. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. The gentleman with the podcast to be named later, Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert, will be with you tomorrow giving a good preview, giving a good recap of what's happened so far this week and obviously looking ahead to a pivotal series against the Marlins on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'll be back with you pre previewing that series as well on Friday. Make sure you follow all the great content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Until next time, my name's Sean Coleman. Hope you have a great day. Go Braves, and we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. 